burdens in Jesus' name. So, Father, we grab hold of the Word of God, and we let the Word carry us. We let the Word do the work for us. We let the Word open doors for us. We let the Word <clears throat> defeat the enemy for us in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory. Now, Lord... Uh, uh, Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Cause us to see what we need to see, hear what we need to hear, and to know what we need to know in Jesus' name. And Lord, we commit to you that we will not only be hearers of the word, but doers. We're going to act on what we hear. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, you're going, y'all, we're going to tip the church over over here if y'all all sit on this side. <laughs> praise God. Um, we are talking about wisdom for women, and this is number five. And um, let's just go over our wisdom nuggets first this morning, because the first week our wisdom nugget was call on grace. And I don't know about you, but I've been calling on grace more than I ever have, and I've been seeing the results of it. Because uh, Romans five seventeen, we might just turn there this morning and get started with, with that scripture, which is a very, very powerful scripture. Romans 5, 17, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. And so uh, I've been calling on grace because if we will receive abundance of grace, it says that we will reign in life as one, one Jesus Christ, by one Jesus Christ. In the Amplified Bible, it says reign as kings in life. And so we're king's kids, and we're supposed to be reigning in life as king's kids, uh, receiving, not living like Jesus lived when he walked the earth. Although uh, he walked the earth as a prophet, as he walked the earth, and he was an Old Testament prophet, literally, he walked under the Old Covenant. And he, but and then, but when now we walk, but we want to walk at, with Jesus as he is today. We want to walk, that's how we can walk as king's kids because now he's walking as the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And, and we are one of his kids, we are a king's kid, and so we can reign in life by walking as Jesus uh, walks today and as he is today. And we, the Bible says in Ephesians, we're already seated with him in heavenly places, amen. Praise God. So we have to call on that grace. You notice in here it says more, much more they which receive abundance of grace. And so it's not just a matter of God giving grace, but it's a matter of us receiving grace. And so I've been doing that, and it's been making a difference in my life. Just um, for for everything from decorating for Christmas to to just uh, uh, physical healing from every area, just receiving his the abundance of grace. Number two, don't oppose the grace. We talked about that week how uh, grumbling, complaining, uh, un talking unbelief. Um, anything like that can can oppose the very grace that we're trying to receive and believe for. And number three, a week three, our wisdom nugget was to slow down. That we need to, um, there's things we need to be slow about. We looked at scriptures in the Bible where he told us not to make haste, uh, to slow down, to they that wait upon the Lord. Um, and then we also looked at some things where he told us to, to, to make haste or to get in a hurry about. And one of the things that, he, that the Bible tells us to get in a hurry about is keeping his commandments. So when God tells us to do something, we're not to drag our feet. We're to get in a hurry about those things and get in a hurry about keeping the written word too. But, the, but, but 
where where the world is concerned, we're to slow down so that we can hear God, make good decisions. Number four, and this was last week, we are to seek and receive help. And we, I, I, don't, I think I bumbled this last week. I, I don't know if y'all really caught what I was trying to get because I didn't do a real good job of delivery. I wasn't, I wasn't receiving abundance of grace as much as I should have. But there's three kinds of grace. I was, I was three kinds of help that I was trying to get across last week, and one of them was supernatural help. That's when God um, gives the. That's when. Um, <laughs> That's just when, when somehow, some way, the grace of God causes us some, to get something done or causes things to happen, and it's supernatural. We don't really know how it came about. We don't really know what happened to help us, but God helped us with, with, what's, with what's in front of us. He helped us with our day by His grace, and we don't really know how, but we just know God did it, and it was supernatural. But then there's the kind of help, and we need to call on this kind of help too, where God gives us people to help us. So sometimes when we call on God for help, He chooses to do it in a supernatural way, and sometimes He chooses to do it by giving us literal human help, and we talked about that last week. And then the third kind that we talked about was when He gives us wisdom and peace to help. Uh, so you might say it this way, that there's, uh, there's supernatural help where it's just all God. There's, there's when God gives us people to help us, which is kind of a natural, that God works with the natural. And then the third way is kind of a mix of natural and supernatural, where He actually gives us wisdom and He gives us peace. In other words, He kind of shows us what to do. He does show us what to do, not kind of. He shows us what to do, but it kind of is a mix of the natural too. But this morning, <clears throat> our fifth wisdom nugget is this, is keep your tank full. Keep your tank full. Now, we're, all, we're still talking about this Romans 5, 17 and reigning in life by the one man, Jesus Christ. And so all of these wisdom nuggets are designed to help us to plug in to this reigning as a king in life. And this last one, number five, keep your tank full. In Acts 20, if you would turn with me to Acts, <coughs> chapter 20, verse 24, we see how God intends for it to be. But none of these things move me, neither count I my, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So Paul tells us that the, what we're called to do and the course that God has for us that we are to have that, be in that course, we're to finish it with joy. That we're to have joy. So in order for us to, not, in other words, not just be living life, going through the motions, somehow getting it done, dragging ourselves through the responsibilities that we have. No, if God has given, putting us up in a place in life where we have responsibilities, it's supposed to be a place of joy for us. We're supposed to run our race and finish our course with joy. So in order to do that, we're going to have to replenish on a continual basis. In other words, keep our tank full is another way to say replenish. You know, uh, I'm thinking of the example of uh, when people run those marathons. And I was reading about that one time, and it said that when they're running those really long marathons, like the Chicago Marathon, and the well, that they have to replenish along the way. 
And so we can liken ourselves unto those that, because we're running a race too. We're running in a marathon race. And, uh, <clears throat> and you know, it's not like we one day, you know, December 20th, we're going to cross the finish line. Well, we can just stop and rest. No, we have to keep running until Jesus comes back. So it's a marathon. And uh, But anyway, in these marathon races that they run, they replenish along the way. They have to replenish with glucose. Uh, and, and they have to replenish with water. And the glucose is to energize them, and the water, of course, is to hydrate their bodies. And that way, if they replenish, they don't wear out before the finish line. And you know, in these marathon races, if you've ever kind of watched that on TV, some of the runners go across the finish line uh, strong. They're energized. They're still running, you know. And some are kind of limping and staggering across the finish line. And some actually crawl across. If you've ever seen them, there will actually be people that literally have gotten to the point that they're crawling. But they finish the finish. They go across the finish line. But we want to be those runners that go across strong and energized. We don't want to go bare. When Jesus comes back, we were just nearly, um, you know, we were just cratered. So we want to have, we want to finish strong, and we want to finish with joy, like he said there in Acts twenty twenty four, um, that we finish our race with joy. And in order to do this, we have to be replenished along the way. We have to keep our tank full. You know, it's up to you too. Have you realized it's up to you to keep your tank full? Of course, there's people sometimes that can help you, uh, but it's also up to us to be around those people that help us keep our tank full. Also, so there's three tanks that you've got to keep full. And uh, and that is uh, your emotional tank. And, you know, it just corresponds with spirit, soul, and body if you want to see it that way. But your spiritual tank, your emotional tank, and your physical tank. Of course, your spiritual tank would be your spirit. Your emotional tank would be your soul. And your physical tank would be your body. Because it's you, you, we cannot run on empty. And we know that if I, we let our physical tank get low that uh, some of the things that might result, y'all might can tell me some things, but one thing I just, two things I thought of real quickly are fatigue and then um, a sickness can, re can ultimately result in sickness if we let our physical tanks, in other words, if we're not getting enough rest or, or, or eating right or taking care of our physical body, we can, uh, <coughs> we can get, our physical tanks can get low. If we let our emotional tank get low, the I guess the worst thing, or maybe one of the really bad things, is it can result in depression. But even some things maybe not quite so bad as that, but still not good, is uh, when your emotional tank gets low, you can just start having a bad attitude. And that could be a real sign to you, hey, something's not here right here with you you've got <laughs> sometimes we need to be able to recognize when we have a bad attitude and sometimes we don't sometimes uh somebody tells us like our husband a lot of times says you've got a bad attitude today or something like that and then what well, that makes us mad I, if you're like me i say no i don't <laughs> and uh, but uh but you know sometimes when i take a time to think about it i think you know you are kind of uh testy today or whatever uh cynical we can become cynical Bitter, bitterness can be uh, just because our emotional tank is not full. Resentful, if your emotional tank is not full, uh, we can have resentment. Uh, sarcastic, negative, blaming others, get to be selfish. In other words, we just don't want to give out anymore because our emotional tank is so low. Or even defensive, 
These are just things I thought of that could happen if you let your emotional tank get too low. And uh, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons I always try to keep my emotional tank full. And, you know, you got to know what fills your emotional tank. But the thing that one of the things that keeps me emotionally full, and I proved this, I believe it's one of the very secrets. I'm going to give you my secret to good mental health because I think this is one of the things that has helped me more and I've proved this over a lot of years is I am my emotional tank is full and I stay pretty happy if I have something to look forward to all the time I have to have something in my life on a continual basis and it can't be something six weeks from now either I have to have something two or three times a week that I am looking forward to it doesn't have to be anything really big but it can be just like well I'm going out to lunch with Mary Elizabeth I could get really look forward to that I would I would look forward to that all week sometimes if I have somebody just coming for a counseling session at the office believe it or not I I actually look forward to meeting with people and helping them and so I'm, I have something on Friday I'm looking forward to or maybe me and pastor are gonna go to Birmingham on Friday and eat lunch or something with some friends of ours that's something I would look forward to but I have to keep these things continually on my plate right now I'm looking forward to our ladies Christmas party on on uh, Tuesday night. That's something I will look forward to. Being around women replenishes me in my emotional. Uh, of course, being around pastor does too, but I, but it takes more than just my husband to keep me replenished. It takes, I have to have interaction with women, and so I look forward to that. Or So it can be a lot of different things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, maybe I'm kind of weird, but uh, I actually even look forward to coming to work. I like what I do. So on Monday, I look forward to coming to work. I also look forward to leaving <laughs> work and going home. So, you know, it doesn't have to be anything really special, but it has to be something that, that you know what makes you what you look forward to and what you don't. Maybe you don't look forward to going to work. And if you don't, well, you know, you could pray about that and ask the Lord what to do about it. But um, if you if you're in a job and you have to stay, but you don't really look forward to going, then you need to uh, find other things that you can put in your uh, life that you look forward to because it's one of the secrets of good mental health is having something to look forward to. Uh, <coughs> praise God. So then. Um, we have to keep our spiritual tank full. Talking about three tanks here that we have to keep full. And our spiritual tank, if we don't keep it full, I know what happens for me, and I have proved this over many, many years, is all of a sudden I don't have enough faith for the crises of life. Now, I'm not even talking about huge crises, but even the little things that come up in the day, it's like my faith is not strong. But when I am full, of the Word of God and I've taken the time to do what I know that it takes for me and it takes different things for different people uh, <clears throat> then I am able I have faith for even just the management of my everyday life and so it's uh, uh, <clears throat> another thing I've proved through the years is when I don't keep my spiritual tank full that when sickness comes or and it doesn't have to be big sickness but just little symptoms or whatever when symptoms come it always takes me longer to overcome it if it approaches when I have 
not being on top of everything and my spiritual tank's running a little low, well, it always takes me longer to overcome that. I've noticed that when I am full spiritually and a symptom comes, that it doesn't get a hold of me to the degree. It it's like it tried to come, but and I felt some things, but it didn't last long. It was like over. And, and, and but I've also I've noticed that when I've let myself get low, that it's just nearly like being in the world. You know, ten days to two weeks or whatever. You know that you're gonna you're gonna be dealing with that. So. It, it it looks like I would learn, doesn't it? Never to let my spiritual tank run low. And uh, and I have learned it, but I sometimes let the cares of this world and let things creep in and let busyness creep in. And uh, <coughs> so uh, <coughs> another thing I've noticed that when I let my spiritual tank get low, and you may notice other things, but I think you probably noticed these too, is that my love walk suffers. That when, I let, when I'm not feeding on the Word and praying and, and doing what I know that keeps me spiritually full, that, um, that I tend to become judgmental or a little bit, I'm just not, I'm just not as, as uh, I, I'm just not relating to people in the same way I do when I'm full. I know I may be a little bit more uh, offended easier if I'm full with the Word of God and I've kept myself full of the Word of God. I, things that people say just kind of run off or something. I don't notice it as much. But it's like you let my spiritual tank get low and it's like, sh- I notice what she said. You know, she said this. I wonder what she meant. And it's like when you're full, you don't notice. And I've told you the story before about we were so full of the Holy Ghost and full of God when we when we first got baptized in the Holy Ghost and they brought all manner of persecution against us in Seagraves, Texas, a little town. It was like it didn't even matter, didn't even care. The people didn't didn't even you know, it's like it just didn't even affect how much I liked the people. It's like it was just like water running off of you. And so it's amazing how staying full of God full of the things of God, full of the Word. And so it takes a little time to stay full, but it reaps great, great benefits that in the end end up saving us time. Now, in Psalm 23.3, I think that might take us about two weeks, next next week too, to to get this uh, little study of keeping your tank full done. But Psalm 23, 3 talks about, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. God promises us to restore our soul. He, he And this has to do with our mind, will, and emotions. This is keeping us replenished and strong in our mind, will, and emotions. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, we might see a little bit of how to get that done. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength or replenish. We get replenished in our strength. And I believe this is talking about spiritual strength, but I believe it also uh, affects our physical strength. And that they shall mount up with they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. 
Uh, another so so in order to stay replenished and to stay full so that we can reign in life as king's kids uh, we have to keep our our physical body replenished we ha- so that means getting plenty of rest and so that means we have to make judgment calls uh, you know sometimes sometimes it depends on where we're at in life and we have to make good wise decisions about our physical about our physical life there might be times in life when it's okay to go camp out in front of Target at 12 o'clock midnight or some of them, how they do that. But, you know, I don't know, but I'm in a time in my life where I would say that would be too big a toll physically, even though it sounds fun and there might be this huge bargain. You know, it's kind of, and I know the world doesn't know this, but did you know that you can believe money in easier than you can save money? And I can, if I'm strong and healthy physically, and I'm strong in the Word, I can believe more money in than I can save on that TV that's marked down $50. But the world doesn't know that. So they're, you know, they're scrounging. The Bible says that we seek first the kingdom of God, and everything's added unto us. Everything that the world is scrounging, Pastor always uses that word, that the world's scrounging for. I believe, you know, and I'm not against going. I've sent Pastor, don't get me wrong, I've sent him to Walmart at 6 in the morning on the day after Thanksgiving before. The key word being sent him. <laughs> but uh, So I'm not against that. I'm not saying that. But, but you know, that is a very typical thing of that is seeing scrounging when in new york where they ran over and killed a man in order to get tvs and uh at the walmart in new york did y'all not read that the manhattan okay yeah they killed a man trampled him to death a, a store employee trying to just he was trying to open the door for him and they tramped that is scrounging that is scrounging, and the world scrounging. The Bible says, "If we'll seek first the kingdom of God, that those things will be added un- unto us." I, I'm I'm wondering if it's not going to forever change this Black Friday thing, and when they open stores, the fact that that happened. I mean, there was a lot of people taken to the hospital injured uh, from that. So, oh uh, wow, it's just it was pitiful. But anyway. Um, as as Christians, we can be wise and know when to conserve our strength and when to say, no, I, you know, even though that sounds fun, I'm not going to do that because it just wouldn't be, I can conserve my strength and I can, I can do more uh, and I'm not going to put myself in the place of, of, uh, <clears throat> of using up my strength that to that degree. So, uh, <clears throat> and you know, you just have to make, I'm not saying never do it. I'm just saying you have to make wise decisions and know where you're at. You know, maybe if you're at the place where you can rest all the next day, it wouldn't be a big cost for you. But if you're not, you know, uh, that might be more cost than you want to pay. And so <clears throat> that's just one example. So another thing that we have to do in order to stay replenished, though, is to unload. In Hebrews 12:1, we have to have times, several times a week, I would say, maybe every day. It depends on what the battle is you're in. 
in different seasons of our life, we may be carrying uh, carrying different uh, burdens as far as, and I'm talking about a spiritual burden there. I'm talking about maybe you're praying something out for a child or, or you have things. But every uh, uh, several times a week, all of us would need to do what I call unload. And wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So he says to lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight. And so that's what I call unloading. And a very good time to know what you need to lay aside and what you need to discard is when you're praying or when you're spending that quiet time with the Lord. The Holy Spirit's always so faithful to show us what we need to discard. What we need to lay aside. Maybe it's, uh, I know one thing we're always supposed to lay aside. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast thy burden upon the Lord. So we're supposed to cast any care. That's talking about cares or worries, you could say. We're supposed to cast any cares or any worries that have creeped in. And we need to learn to recognize these. And sometimes if you don't take that quiet time with the Lord, you don't really uh, recognize the, the fact that you're, you're carrying cares. You know, sometimes they're just, they're not right at the top of your mind, but they're just kind of in there on the, they're just kind of a little thought that just keeps working and you, you're fretting about it and you don't, you're not really, you know, you're never really sitting down and giving it your attention and saying, okay, what is this? Why am I worried about it? What am I going to do about it? And dealing with it. It's not that close to the top, but it's just there, just kind of, and you, and you, maybe it's a son or a daughter or, or it's a situation, or maybe it's just the dinner you've got to cook next week for somebody, and you're just kind of fretting about it, and you're just kind of planning and under the surface and fretting. But when you have your quiet time with the Lord, those kind of things are things you're supposed to cast your care. Cast that over on the Lord. Or how are we going to pay for Christmas? Cast that over on the Lord. Amen. You don't need to carry that. You already know the Bible says you can't add one cubit to your height by worrying. You cannot bring in one dime by worrying. And, and so, uh, so <laughs> you cast that care over onto the Lord. That's unloading. That's one of the ways we unload. And sometimes we have to do it more than once. You may today get down and cast your care. And I'm just putting that over on the Lord. And I'm just not thinking about that. And because here, and you give some scripture, you don't just say, I'm not going to think about it like Scarlett O'Hara. But you actually, why am I not going to think about it? Because God said he would supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Because the Bible says I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Because I've sown bountifully, therefore I'll reap bountifully. And God makes all grace abound toward me. That's the reason why. Now I cast this care and I refuse these thoughts and I refuse to worry. And then you know what? You may turn around in four hours and if it's really something big, you may have to cast it again. And then three hours later, you may have to cast it again. And you may end up casting it every three hours or every hour for two days. But eventually, that little worry and thought and the demon behind it will get the message. Amen? And you'll get on top of it. Amen? And so we're unloading. And the reason we're unloading is because these things drain us. And, and we what are we trying to do? We're trying to stay full, keep our tank full. We're trying to keep replenished. Amen. And so with these things that are draining the life off of us, draining our faith all the time, we got to we got to cast the care, we got to deal with them. Amen. And you you cannot just ignore these things. Sometimes we like we just we just I'm just going to ignore this. 
and it'll go away. You know, the devil just doesn't go away if you ignore him. Actually, if you ignore him, he just gets bigger. I mean, he get he just he just gets in there further. You know, you he's get he's got one little toe in the door. If you ignore it, he'll stick his whole foot through. And then first thing you know, he'll have an arm and a leg through the door of your life, and and you know, and you're gonna be in full blown. Uh, panic or torment or worry hallelujah and sometimes you know there's different ways to cast your care sometimes I, I i can get rid of something by talking to my husband about it i can i mean he'll just say well that's no big deal this is you know and he just handles it with one fell swoop of his faith and i'm just like oh wow and you know that's what we're that's why we're under our husbands is that they they're supposed to carry some things and they are equipped to carry things that we're not equipped to carry because just of the, not, not because we're not as strong just because we're graced in different ways and they're graced because of who they are in Christ and who they are in the marriage the, to carry things that we're not equipped to carry but if they don't if they won't carry it god'll grace us if they won't fulfill their job, God's not going to leave you without. So you can't ever complain. You can't say, well, my husband just doesn't do what he's supposed to do. So God will be the, your husband to you, and he will help you, and he will grace you, or he will handle it himself. So we can't ever complain. But sometimes uh, we, we just don't, the reason our husbands don't handle things is because we're just not going to them and saying, I can't handle this. Would you handle this for me or help me handle it? Or uh, sometimes I will just say this to pastor, help me think right about this. I actually say that. Or I'll say, you know, I need wisdom. Or I have actually said this, you need to talk faith to me. And so he'll talk faith to me. Amen. And I mean, it works, it works, it works. And so we unburden ourselves. And you know, it's the same with think. What about when temptation comes? When thoughts come? And maybe you're being bombarded with a not nice thought. I mean, it's happened to me before. When, when I was having a thought that I didn't want to have. That it was not. And you know what? You know, I found one way to get rid of it so fast. Of course, I've resisted it. And you know, but if I still am not, I'll just go tell pastor what thought I'm having. I'll just go tell him, my husband. I say, you're my husband, and this is the thought I'm having, and this is perverse, and I do not want to have this thought. And I, you know, and I have no reason to have this because I hadn't fed on anything about this. This is just coming from out of the blue, you know. And thoughts will come like that just out of the blue. And boy, you get out there and you get it in the light. The devil hates the light. He wants to operate in darkness. But you get that, you get something that's tempting you or something. It's really not a temptation. Some, the time it happened to me, it wasn't a temptation. I wasn't tempted by it at all. It's just like in the most unopportune times, I would have this ugly thought. And I was just like, I don't want to have this. And so I thought, I'm getting rid of this thing. And I see it's a burden. It was it was dry. It drains you. It comes to you while you're praying. It comes to you while you're praising. You know, and it's like it's the devil. He's flying over your head with a thought. But boy, get it out in the light. And, and you know, I'm not saying tell the whole church, but you ought to be able to go to your husband and say, "This is the thought that's been bombarding my mind." Hallelujah. And 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 we're dealing with this right now because I'm not having this thought. I'm not having this temptation. Well, don't you think that would change? Uh, Instead, most people just let it hang around until it becomes, they think on it so much, it becomes a stronghold. And then it becomes a stronghold, eventually you're going to go do it. Amen? And so, well, I never have a bad thought. Well, you're brain dead then. <laughs> you know, the devil. 
And of course, there's things we can, other things we can do to guard against that. So these are things we're casting. We're getting rid of these things. Uh, in Psalm 55, 22, where it says, cast thy burden or cast your cares. Uh, cares are heavy things. Um, <clears throat> and then the, well, let me just go to that verse, Psalm 55, 22. I just need to read it to y'all. You may not be as familiar with it as some other verses. <clears throat> Psalm 55, 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. This is a powerful scripture. In the NIV, it says He'll never let the righteous fall. Hallelujah. So we get these burdens over on the Lord. Sometimes we fall, and when I say fall, I'm talking about, you know, fall away, fall away from church, fall away from God, fall away from the Word. Why? Because we didn't cast our care when it first came. And we didn't, and, and those cares are draining the spiritual life off of us. They drain us emotionally, they drain us physically, and so we don't keep our tank full. And we need to keep our tanks uh, full. Uh, of God, and and that way we are have, we we run our race with joy. So when you see your joy start to slip, or you see some of these other things we talked about, maybe you become a little bit irritable, or maybe you come a, become a little bit um, um, uh, bitter, or you start resenting people, and you can you start resenting uh, everybody didn't help with this, and everybody that didn't help with that. Your tank's not full. Because when your tank is full, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart, and that's what's going to be oozing out is love. And you're going to have compassion for people. And you're going to say, well, you know, it doesn't matter. And you know, really, it doesn't matter. Uh, we, you know, we could complain all day because, well, so-and-so didn't show up to help with this at the church. Well, so what? God graced us. And it's their loss. It's not ours because God doesn't ever let us do without he makes a way another way. It's their loss. They didn't come and they didn't, they didn't get to sow their seed and sow their life and serve God because we're graced to serve. We served that, we saw that in another uh, lesson that we taught. <clears throat> Praise God. Let's turn to one more scripture and then we'll close and then we'll finish up maybe the rest of this next week. <clears throat> Matthew eleven twenty eight. We're talking about staying full and the reason we want to stay full is why? You may remember the first scripture we read. Why do we want to stay full? Oh, please don't tell me you know. <laughs> I, I may become frustrated if. <laughs> right, that's part of it. But what's the ultimate thing we want to do? And we saw it in Romans. Yeah. And what did that say to do? Reign in life. We're supposed to be reigning in life as king's kids. And if we want to reign in life as king's kids and finish our course with joy, like she said, uh, which we talked about that too, then we have to, our whole goal in all of this class on wisdom is to reign in life as king's kids. Receiving this grace, calling on grace, not opposing the grace, uh, receiving help, um, calling on and receiving help. And this last one was... Uh, <coughs> Our last wisdom nugget was that we, uh, well, help me. I just went, hallelujah. It's keep our tank full. Yeah, I just said it a zillion times. Okay, Matthew eleven twenty eight, <clears throat> And fear not them which kill the body. Oh, let's see. That's, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Okay, Matthew 11. 
Begin in 11 and it'll help. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, hey, we realize his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Anytime we get worse, this isn't easy. This isn't light. We're doing something wrong. It may be that our tank's not full. It may be that we weren't even called to do what we're doing, which we have to examine that. But it might just be that you just aren't keeping your tank full, that you really are called to that, but you need to get your tank fuller, fuller, fuller. And you know it's full when love starts to overflow, joy starts to overflow. If love isn't flowing and joy isn't flowing, still not full enough. Need to fill up some more, okay? Because that's how you tell. Joy's going to flow out. Love's going to flow out. Hallelujah. Praise God. You find yourself going around singing a happy little song. You pretty much know you've got your tank full. But you find yourself worrying and fretting. Tank's not full enough. Maybe partly full. You may have even gotten the word this morning. But you may, you know, if you just get completely depleted, this is what I do if I get completely depleted. I don't, I'm not saying I'm always faithful to it, but I've done it many times. I will, I will spend my time with the Lord and then I'll come back in two or three hours and I'll spend maybe five or ten more minutes just reading some scripture, just, just getting a little more and then I'll come back maybe late that evening and I'll do some more. I can't do it all day maybe because I'm busy, but I won't just wait till the next morning. Why? Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to replenish something, especially if I'm trying, I'm having symptoms. I need to not wait. I can't just fill up one. You know, I want to, I want to get full so I can, because, because it's that force coming out of me is going to push that out of my body. It's not so much about, oh, God, won't you just please heal me? No, just get so full you push it out. I mean, he already did heal you. And don't quit waiting around for him to do something and get so full and so overflowing that you start pushing it out. Uh, Lillian B. Yeoman said it this way, said she got so full of God, she was addicted to morphine and all sorts of other narcotic drugs. She was a doctor and got addicted back in the early 1900s. Some drugs I didn't even recognize the name of because it was back then. But very addictive, strong narcotic drugs. She said she was taking like, I think she said 30 times the dose of a normal man in a day that what they would take if they were sick she was that addicted to it but she started getting so full of God so full of the word that she said she just forgot about all her symptoms and she it just like she it, she quit thinking about it because a lot of times when you're sick what happens or when you have any kind of problem is you in your th- you think about 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 even sometimes in thinking about even sometimes in quoting scripture you're just think about think about think about think about think about it but she got so full of God just loving him and worshiping him and praising him that she forgot about her symptoms and she said she had drugs in the house she said I never knew what happened to them they just they were gone. She doesn't know if an angel came and took them out of the house. She doesn't know if some human came and took them out of the house. And they just disappeared. So the one of the big keys is just to get so full that it overflows and it pushes out everything, including sickness, but including everything else. And sometimes the devil wants us just to get us frantically fighting, if you know what I mean. I don't know if you've ever done that, but I have done that many times. <laughs> Praise God. 
Praise the Lord. Well, let's close for this morning. Let's pray a minute. We pray, Father God, for our service this morning. We thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We're blessed in our coming in and our going out. And every person that comes today, you're going to give them a special blessing. You're going to touch them with life and life more abundantly. And Father, you're going to enlighten the eyes of our understanding, every person. And Lord, give unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're adding to this church. You're causing us to increase in every area. We're increasing numerically. We're increasing financially. We're increasing in anointing. We're increasing in healings. We're increasing in revelation. We're increasing in influence. Lord, it's our confession. It's our declaration. And we know it's your will because you said Paul planted Apollos watered and God gave the increase. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, we, we, we've planted and watered and we continue to do so. God, you are faithful to always bring increase. We give you all the glory and all the praise and speak a special blessing on this service, on our worship team. And Father, in Jesus' name, every part, every children's minister blessed with utterance and wisdom to know what to do, know how to take the children to higher places in God and minister life and power to them. In Jesus' name, the nursery blessed with peace and anointing. In Jesus' name, the minister strengthened with might by your spirit and the inner man, physical strength and how enjoy in serving. Lord, fill, fill, fill every cup this morning to overflowing. We give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen.